0: It's time for Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here is your host, the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin.
1: Hi, And a welcome in on this wonderful Wednesday morning. Nice to have you with us. Trying to adjust my earphones which is almost impossible. So, we've got a busy show as always. The showdown for Saturday is all set. Olmes now perfect 6 and 0 oh after beating NC State by 20 last night. They held the competition to 52 points. 72-52 your final. By the way, after the game, the announcement came Musa Cisse is eligible to play against his former team. Of course, he's got two former teams. But um, he could be in uniform. Will be eligible to be in uniform for Chris Beard and the Rebels on Saturday at 1 o'clock. So, whew, that is going to be some kind of basketball game. Last night, Chris Beard's teams play defense. NC State, which had only one loss coming into that game, they, they shot a total of 32% from three-point range, 12%. 12%. They were like three of 23 or 25, something like that. Really impressive stuff uh, by the Rebels on both sides of the floor. That is going to be some kind of a game with Cisse and Memphis's woes so far when it comes to bigs. Uh, that could be a lot of trouble. That is a, a uh, that is a challenge. It's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be in Oxford on Saturday. New college football poll is in. Where? Does everything stand? We'll take a look at that here momentarily, the lineup today. Steve Earhart coming your way in about seven minutes. Brett Norsworthy at 1025. We end the day with our SEC historian down in Louisiana, in Baton Rouge. That would be Ron Higgins, so we got lots to talk about. So the college football poll came out, and uh, pretty simple here. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Washington 3, Florida State 4. All undefeated. All win, and they're in. There's no doubt in my mind that any undefeated team that is a champion of their of their league in the championship game on Saturday is an automatic qualifier. They're in. So, if Georgia beats Alabama, if Michigan beats Iowa, which they will, if Washington beats Oregon, that's questionable, and if Florida State beats Louisville, which I think they will, and I think Mike Norvell will be the national coach of the year— All those teams will be in. Now, sitting at five and six, poised and ready for anybody to fall, would be Oregon and Ohio State. Oregon five, and their favorites to win at Washington, the last I looked at line was nine, which I don't quite understand. I know Bo Nix and Oregon's really on, but they've already played once this year, and Washington beat them. Michael Penix threw an unbelievable pass at the end of the game, and it was an unreal catch by the receiver, and they beat him. But most people think Oregon will win this game, and if they do, they're probably the team in because this is where the committee put them, at five. So I would have to think they would be in over Washington. Six is Ohio State, so where's everybody else? How does all this work out? Texas is seven ahead of Alabama. Now, if Alabama beats Georgia, this is a real dilemma for the committee. Because one of two things will happen. And I'm not sure which way it would go. You could get both Georgia and Alabama in the in the playoffs, or you could get neither. Especially if, let's say, Washington wins, Michigan wins, Florida State wins. How do you put Alabama in... Over Texas. Texas is ranked above them in this next-to-last poll. And Texas beat them head-to-head in Tuscaloosa early in the year. Now, I know you're going to go, Oh, well, that was so many games ago. Everything's changed. They're a different team. Blah, 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 blah. They beat them head-to-head in Tuscaloosa. There's no way, in my mind, I'm sure there are some Alabama fans that would disagree with that. But in my mind, there's no way because of the head-to-head in Tuscaloosa, that Texas is not ahead of Alabama. So we'll have to wait and see. That's probably the only drama here, right? And we'll talk about this with Earhart, with Stats, and with Higgins. Uh, The other interesting aspect to all of this, Missouri was 9, Penn State 10, so Missouri, which Memphis gave a heck of a game to on the road. Missouri in nine, they're indefinitely going to be in a New Year's Day bowl. Ole Miss was just outside at 11. Tulane was 22, right behind Tennessee. They, four wins, uh, four losses, and Tennessee still makes the uh, 21st. But Tulane is 22, Liberty is 24, no SMU. So this is very clear. If SMU beats Tulane... And Liberty beats New Mexico State, then you will see Liberty in the Fiesta Bowl. Would that be an amazing story? And you, I guess, in some regards, have to give. You Freeze, some credit for this because he's the guy that helped build that program to this point where they're good enough to be undefeated, and, and I think they will. They beat New Mexico State already. Although New Mexico State and Jerry Kill, they've gotten better as the year's gone on. What they did to Auburn was pretty impressive. To beat that team by three touchdowns in the Plains, that's amazing. But will they be able to beat Liberty? If Liberty wins and Tulane loses, which could really happen. Although... I don't think it will now. And there's one reason. His name is Preston Stone. He's the starting quarterback for the SMU Mustangs. They had already scored like 55, but it was the second quarter. And he got hurt. And he's out for the rest of the year. So Preston Stone is out. I don't see how Rhett Lashley's team, who, by the way, Rhett Lashley just signed a nice contract extension to take his team to the ACC next year. I don't see... How they can beat Tulane without Preston Stone. I think if Preston Stone had been healthy, I think SMU would have won the title. I don't think they will without him. That remains to be seen. But if Tulane were to falter, I think in Liberty 1, I think Liberty would be in the Fiesta. What's going to happen with the AutoZone Liberty Bowl? We're going to find out here in just a little bit. Um, We'll also talk a little bit about the SEC-ACC Challenge. SEC ahead 4-3. They had one big loss last night. They they did lose three, but one big one. That was Clemson beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa 85-77. That is so good for Memphis. Because Clemson is a team now that will probably get into the top 25 with that win because Alabama was ranked. And they did it on the road. But Memphis gets them at home in the next two weeks or two and a half weeks, whatever it is. So um, that was good news for Memphis last night. you got to hope for Virginia to win and Clemson to win. Those are teams Memphis is going to play at home. That game at A&M looming is really going to be hard. Uh, FAU got them, but they got them in a tournament that was in Florida. That's really like a home win, and Memphis has to go to College Station. So, uh, yeah. This all becomes intriguing, especially on Saturday with this unbeaten Ole Miss team now at 6-0. and Chris Beard, dude knows how to coach. There's no question about that. Our title sponsors, Homer, Skelton, Hyundai, and within that beautiful complex that is right at the corner of Lamar, Highway 78, first exit Mississippi's Craft Road, you turn left and you will find in that building Genesis of Olive Branch. And there you'll find a guy, a crazy Canadian named... Vinny Gerard, go see Vinny. Ask about the SUVs. They got special pricing on the Genesis SUVs. It's the GV70, the smaller one, and the GV80 is the bigger one. They both have all the new technology, all the bells and whistles, all the luxury. You could possibly get in a car, they've got it. And they also have some incentives with financing. Ask Vinny. About the special packages. Just get there. That's Genesis of Olive Branch. And I do want to remind everybody, as Becky has reminded me today, Becky Dinstall, that It's the season for expressing thanks. And that means to all your clients for all their business throughout the year. And I I thank personally Becky Dinstall for supporting this show for all these years. Let Dinstall's create a sweet thank you for your client and employees. From assorted chocolates to cashew crunch, Christmas tree pretzels. Oh, and those turtlettes I love so much. Let Dinstall's take care of all of your holiday gift giving. The way they do the baskets, folks, I got one for emceeing the Hall of Fame. Holy cow, what a, what a way they do it. First of all, the product's great, but it's so good-looking, the way they package it. Your clients will be amazed. Call today. Let them create sweet memories for your holidays in Laurelwood, Germantown, Collierville, Pleasant View, and downtown. Denstles, made in Memphis, but enjoyed by the whole world. We had somewhere... I don't know if he's in his office or if he's in his home. Steve Earhart is standing by and he's ready to break news today. Where will the Tigers be? Your game? Or Boston? Or Annapolis? What do you think's going to happen, Steve Earhart? Big cheese of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl?
2: Well, first of all, what a great lead-in lead in with uh, Dinstos. Becky Dinstols is one of uh, a long-time board member of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and this year she's one of the elected officers of the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. So a shout-out to all the all the folks that worked so hard to get ready for this uh, this upcoming week. This is the, absolutely they say in college this is finals week. But David, I'm not sure I can tell you exactly where the University of Memphis is going to be. But uh, you know we're we're making some preparations uh, with some various alternatives. And one thing I look back on, and right in the front door of our office is a beautiful wide screen photograph of the stadium and. 2017, when it was an absolute sellout, 57,000 people, and uh, half of the stadium was the blue of uh, Memphis, and the other half was in that uh, Cardinal and gold of uh, Iowa State. So a 21-20 game. I think, David, you were on the call. and I was. Uh, what, what was the last play? Anthony Miller was going down the sidelines and don't you know, finish up that play.
1: Well, Anthony Miller got hurt in that game. Unfortunately, I'm not sure he ever totally recovered because he had shoulder problems uh, in the NFL with the Chicago Bears. After that, but um, it, it was not meant to be. Iowa State was a winner. I think it was a one point game. The Tigers fought all the way till the end and proved that they could uh, they could take the stage with a good Power Five team, go toe to toe, and and win a ball game. And it just uh, they like like they used to say they ran out of time. Let's. Let's take this step-by-step, step, okay? It's not a done deal that you don't get an SEC team, right? I mean, Charlotte is in the same thing uh, area with you. I, I want to ask this. It's an innocent but a fair question. Like, I've been to a lot of bowl games with the U of M, because that's 10 in a row now that Memphis will be to, in, in, into. Um, like... The Cotton Bowl. Oh, that's just unbelievable. All the festivities and activities that go on there is is amazing. That that's a given. I'm sure the Rose Bowl's the same way. All the, all the New Year's Day bowls probably are incredible with all the activities. Now the AutoZone Liberty Bowl to me has always been top-notch because you've got a parade. You've got the uh luncheon, which is extraordinary the way you honor so many people. You've got the gala where you bring in big-name entertainment all the time, and you everybody gets out once a year with the tuxes, and it's it's a big deal. And it's cool for all these fans that come from out of town to have a chance to see all these activities. you got a rodeo, and I'm sure I'm missing stuff in there. My point is you don't have the stadium that Charlotte might have but do they have the activities that you guys got to make it a true bowl experience for the players and all the fans that come? I, I, you know, you're one of the original seven, and and I think you're in an exclusive company in terms of the way you guys present the bowl. I don't think these other bowl games do. I know Birmingham sure doesn't. I know the First Responder Bowl in Dallas doesn't come close.
2: Well, David, you hit it on the on the hand there. This is our 65th consecutive year, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, and we always say we may not have the beaches, we may not have that Florida weather, but we have people here in Memphis, and that's why I always want to thank all the folks in Memphis that roll out the red carpet for our visiting teams and uh, put together all these great events uh, that we surround the week, well, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl Bowl week. And so we always say and strive to have a great experience for all the folks coming to town, and I think that was that was proven the last couple of days I've received calls from both Kansas and Texas tech. The last two teams from the big 12 that have played in our game last year, Kansas, and the year before that, Texas tech. And they say how well they were treated here, how the people in Memphis were so kind and nice to them. And they wanted to come back again. But, you know, I, I think back we had Kansas last year, we said uh, back to back, you know, give, let's get some other folks an experience. And if we had Texas tech again, that would be two out of three years. And so, uh, Yes, a shout-out to all the people that work so hard to do all those activities and put on a great experience. And I've always said, being in the bowl business for so many years, it's it's the entire university community that has the benefit. It's an opportunity for the players to have a chance to celebrate the, the achievements of the year with their friends and family for three or four days. People forget when you go on a road trip regular season, you're on a bus, you get to the hotel, you check in, you get bed check. you don't have a chance to experience so, one coach called uh, yesterday and said, you know, the visit to the Civil Rights Museum was so meaningful when we were at the AutoZone Livery Bowl, and they want to do that again. So, yes, thank you to everybody, and Dave, you hit it on the head. We really try and make up for the shortcomings, and, yes, the stadium, you know, we we do fall short. The other bowls in the New Year's uh, Six, as well as in the SEC pool, they all have big-time NFL stadiums with 100 suites and premium seating and all that. That's why... It's so important that we, we move forward and, and get these improvements to the stadium done, and everybody's looking looking at us, and uh, we really appreciate everybody working hard to get those improvements made. But they, yes, Dave, you made a great point, and uh, yes, we work so hard to have a great experience for the visiting teams. All
1: right, so let, let's get back to when do you think you'll find out. Do you think there's a chance you'll still get an SEC team? Because Let's face it; they don't have enough that'll be eligible. Somebody's going to be left out. You've been left out in the past. What do you think the odds are on that?
2: Yeah, no, that's it's really difficult. I, I've talked to the SEC the uh, well, day before yesterday, and they they wanted to wait through till the know see what they do in the in the SEC. And, and remember, it's the SEC who makes the assignments. The bowls don't in the, in the SEC pool with six of us. We all pay the same amount. So the Gator Bowl, the Tampa Bowl. Uh, Houston Bowl, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Nashville—we all pay the same amount. So then, that's why the SEC said, "Well, we're going to control who we allocate to uh, which bowls." And so they they talk to each uh, university and try and get their input. and uh, And you're right—you know, we we just don't have that NFL-style stadium. So, it, uh, but on the other hand, we had a great experience, as I say, that that game six years ago with uh, Memphis playing uh, Iowa State was one of the best games in. in in the entire bowl season that year. And then when we had Navy, remember, we had Navy from the American, and they upset Kansas State on that late uh, trick halfback pass play that Navy's never run. And so we've had some good experience with uh, you know teams from the American, and we're always going to be trying to be loyal to our hometown. You know, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl is about the you know, economic development for our city and helping out the folks here in Memphis. So, right. Uh, so yeah.
1: if we go by history, unfortunately— you, the, the SEC, it's Greg Sankey's call, but he's bypassed Memphis when they haven't had enough teams in that pool that all pays, last year they paid 3.2 mil. So that gets us to the American as the fill-in for the SEC. We'll get to the Big 12 in a second. But in the American, the championship game is SMU and Tulane. Uh, two lane wins they go to the new year's day six there's no question in my mind if they lose could they come here would you take them over to memphis would you take a smu team although they now lost their quarterback would you take them over memphis or is memphis a lock if you don't get an sec team Dave,
2: you're always you're always trying to put these hypotheticals but you're you're right i believe that's, that's, that's that my job would, steve that's yeah, what I, know. I do you're you're the, you're the hard driving journalist that Yes, you hit it right on the head. I believe Tulane is two spots ahead of Liberty, and uh, I think if they win, even though they have got the one loss, they'll get the spot. You know, for the second year in a row in the uh, college in the New Year Six. Uh, if they lose, I would think if Liberty can beat New Mexico State and Auburn people found out how good New Mexico State is, then uh, you know it would be you know, it would be if they both lose. You know, who, who would would they still rank uh, Tulane ahead of them? Probably, I would think yes. So, but if SMU wins, then they are. They would be the champion of the American, and remember the rule is that it's the highest ranked champion. So SMU would they jump ahead of a Liberty if Liberty's undefeated? I don't think so. So I think Liberty would probably get that spot if Liberty wins and SMU wins. So then it becomes the AutoZone Liberty Bowl's choice of uh, teams out of the uh, out of the American pool. So and again, four years ago when uh, I think that's the year that uh, Memphis was the champion, remember they went to the Cotton Bowl, so that's when we selected Navy to play in our game, and they were terrific folks, so we were proud to to host the midshipmen. So it's our choice, and, uh, you know, certainly as i said uh, just a few moments ago, you know, we've always uh, thought that, uh, you know, we want to support the hometown university in every way. That's one reason. In fact, the reason why we have a contract with the American, because we wanted to support the league that Memphis was participating in, Remember, in the old days, we had not the old days, but some, you know, 10, 15 years ago, we matched up the champion of Conference USA against the champion of the Mountain West, and that was because Memphis was a was a partner, a member of Conference USA, and we wanted to support the conference that uh, Memphis was a member of. So that you can, if you can read between the lines of that, you know, our association, you know, has always been supportive of you know trying to continue to help the University of Memphis
1: tell you what I think you just said is, if the SEC does not give you a team, Memphis is going to the AutoZone Liberty Ball. <laughs> now, don't,
2: don't start quoting me. Wait, what
1: me what do trouble. you mean? That's exactly what you just said in a roundabout way. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, uh, before I run, out of, time, before I run out of time, get me to the Big 12. Who's coming?
2: You know, I would think that uh, it will probably boil down. There's some really good teams there. You've got West Virginia will be 8 fours, Kansas State 8-4, Iowa State seven and uh, five, Kansas eight and four. So, my guess would we would probably pass on Kansas. Uh, we had West Virginia three years ago, so I would say would come down either Kansas State or Iowa State. And uh, as you said, I, I I thought the finish of that game six years ago was terrific. So maybe we should uh, continue the fifth quarter of that that game. But this week, this final decisions won't be released until Sunday, a little bit afternoon so we'll have our game tickets so ready to go sunday afternoon so when the announcements come out but david i'm embargoed i got in trouble some years ago when commissioner Slive said well you 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 implied to somebody who was going to be in the game you can't be jumping the gun so all your listeners out there it was david who made that statement not me right. i kind of I, I talked about various alternatives but i did not make a commitment
1: okay last last thing just to clarify greg sankey makes your pick on the sec team you got your pick on the AAC team. Who makes the pick, you or the commissioner in the Big 12?
2: In the Big 12, it's our decision with the teams that are available. We pick uh, uh, right after the uh, the Houston Bowl, and so the teams that they've got a lot of good teams. You've got, obviously, Texas, if they win, they'll be in the CFP, but then you've got Oklahoma, you got Oklahoma State, you got those three, eight, and four teams that I just mentioned, then you've got, say, Iowa State, you've got even... You know, you got UCF and Texas Tech and you know, there'll be several choices and that will be the AutoZone Liberty Bowl's choice.
1: And what number is that? what, what is your pick in the bullpacking order?
2: We're the we're the fourth fourth, fourth pick. pick there.
1: Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. I know next week we'll We'll actually be talking about who is coming and all the schedules and everything else. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate okay. it. Thank you, David. That is okay. Steve Ehrlich, Big Cheese, head honcho of the Auto Zone Liberty Bowl. We're sitting in the family leisure studios. Don't forget the overstock sale. I, I, I think it's still going on. They got so many things going on. They had a Black Friday sale going on. You want bargains, you get to I 40 and Widen Road. And I'm talking everything. I'm talking play gyms. I'm talking. Uh, absolute patio sets because they're really clearing stuff out, bringing new stuff in. There is stuff to close your pool. There is absolute in stock hot tubs and swim spas with spa sale as, as prices as you can steal. You'll love it. Go see it, by the way, because it looks. I was there yesterday to pick up some chemicals and closing stuff. I don't think I've ever seen it more gorgeous. Get to I-40 in Widen Road. Go see Billy. Go see Lindsay. Go see all the crew. That's at family leisure. We'll pause for a second when we come back in studio. Bright, smiling face right in front of me. The one, the only, Brett Norsworthy. He's next on Wallow
0: and Friends. We are real sports talk. Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 a.m and 98.5 FM as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com take us with you everywhere by downloading the sports 56 app and at home just say Alexa play sports 56 wherever you are stay tuned in to real sports talk sports 56 and 98.5 FM Now, back to Wolo and Friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin. deep
3: inside. Find corner I hide.
1: Welcome back in, everybody. So nice to have you with us.
2: Sudden
1: we, uh, we are getting there you got the college football playoff poll, second to last one. That was last night, as we always do. On Wednesdays, we bring in our good friend Brett Norsworthy. You listen to him every day, 3 to 6 on Sports Time with he and with Brian Dacus. Good morning. Good to have you in studio with me. So any disagreement with the playoff committee last
3: night? I think it's spot on. And that's the easiest, cleanest, I said yesterday, that if it all finishes like that, the meeting's 15 seconds on Sunday, and they wasted 14. Here, here's, the, here's the tough thing. It's never clean. What,
1: what's ESPN going to do for two hours?
3: They, they got a two-hour show to talk about the four undefeateds? Well, it, and that will be historic to finally yeah, have right. have that. And that was kind of the dream when they drew it, first drew it up. And, Dave, we knew five, five power conferences for four slots. Someone would be left out. And the SEC would get in with Georgia, but with some craziness on Saturday, there's a very real possibility that the SEC could be, maybe should be, left out. I I don't know how anybody can, with a straight face and be consistent and not move the goalposts from year to year, advocate Bama over Texas if if it comes down to that slot. They played Texas 1 by 10 that didn't feel like 10. It felt like 40. Here, here's here's the crazy Texas thing. deserves that
1: spot. I, I, and, and I'm going to ask you this in a second, because I think it could all go chalk here. Mm-hmm. I do, too. Um, but let, let's just say Alabama beats Georgia, okay, to the scenario that you're addressing. I watched last night, and I love it. And it's the SEC network, so those guys are paid by uh, the SEC. Yeah, pure humps. But But what they were just saying was, well, if that happens, then SEC's going to get two in. And nobody was willing to say, "Well, we 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 might get nobody in." But by the way, this committee—they'll get
3: zero in before the way this
1: committee just set this up with Washington or uh, Oregon at five and uh, at six, Ohio State, and we know Alabama lost head to head with Texas, and Texas is seven and Bama's eight. If Georgia were to lose and the
3: other three win, there's no way. I, I think they get shut out. I, I do, too. And, and while well, Georgia and Alabama both are real good, Georgia's really good, and Alabama's good. This is the least best Alabama team in the Saban-Go-For-It vintage teams. Last year wasn't anything that great. Lost twice, but it had Bryce Young. And he, he's better at quarterback than Jalen Milrow, but he yeah. has improved as the years gone along.
1: And, and he threw a and good thirty-one yard pass—that's for sure. He
3: did, and and now you, and everyone should. Everyone's concentrating on fourth and thirty-one. You know, double oh seven play to to bond. But think how poorly Alabama played to get to that point. To a team that have just lost got the handled the week before by New Mexico State, three touchdowns.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I and they should have lost the game, but they, they should have won the game on the pick. On the kick six, uh, that's
3: right. So these things tend to even out. Yeah, shelf life's had to expire for Gus on that one. His one lucky moment at Auburn. Yeah, I I, I think also
1: it to me it's a lesson. I, I and I don't understand this. And I, I know I had this discussion on Monday with a defensive coach. I do not understand why you would allow no rush. You sit there. You have a spy on the quarterback. And play patty cake and no rush. And the guy's got to set up to throw the ball because he's back behind. He's got to throw right. the ball forty-five yards. Make him move. Make him. Move. Don't let him set up. He can't get everything on it.
3: Yeah, it, it
1: it's was crazy. And they all do this. It's not just that. It's not
3: defensive coordinator. But that was at dereliction. All, but. The punt return, not knowing who was in. Yeah. The backup return guy, and of course, Freeze. You know, pointed to Tanner Burns, special teams coach. I know Tanner well. You remember his dad, Keith Burns, that played at Arkansas and defense coordinator at a lot of places. But that that that's buck stops with the head coach,
1: no doubt, um, and it sets up for a much more
3: intriguing. Uh, uh, it does. SEC I've seen Bama and Georgia. I'll be very surprised if Bama ha- hangs within ten of, of Georgia. Georgia's that much better. It was it was stunning. So the line is five. You're
1: telling everybody you would you would you I would, would definitely
3: say Georgia's covering. I, I would. I, I was stunned in the immediacy in the mo the moment after. Just getting handled by Georgia. Couldn't get into offensive sets for a lot of the second half. I mean, just blowing things up. Had a good start, good first quarter and a half, but that dissipated that a team was that much better than an Alabama team. Now, I saw them two months before that, and they were working some things out in September when I saw Alabama, but I've watched all their games just to think that a team is that clearly better. That's what Kirby Smart has built. Mm, Yeah. He's become the new Nick Saban, let's yes. be honest. All right. Um, yesterday,
1: the announcement Bobby Petrino going from AM back to Fayetteville, the scene of the crime, so to speak. Um, well, he was fired for calls. We have a mutual friend that is involved, has been involved his whole life with college football, and he described this, I think, perfectly. This smells of desperation.
3: Well, it is. It, it, it's, it's rank desperation, but it also could be this. I don't want to get too Machiavellian here, but what if Bobby Petrino came in and they had a 6'6", 7'5", year? That doesn't do a lot for people. And I think Sam Pittman, they're around the same age, they're both, you know, early sixties, and next year is it for Sam Pittman? Then I think Bobby Petrino slides right in as head coach, and a lot of people would welcome that back. We know sports is treated differently than the rest of the university scene, the rest of the complex, and the rest of the universe. Rest of the universe, actually. The universe, actually. You're, you're right, but there's no way in. There, there's no way the chair of the economics department in an inappropriate liaison with a fellow university employee would ever get a job back again at that at that no. school ever no. but we know sports works definitely also we know this that 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 was spring of 2012 shelf life expiration date forgive and forget so, at some point that has to move in don't you i mean are are, are you bad is it scarlet letter forever
1: I don't Shouldn't think be. so. No, I, I agree. Uh, Eleven or twelve years is certainly penance. Yeah,
3: and uh, you know if his wife forgave him, and then I'll make this point about Bob. Uh, we should forgive him. He did a good job this year at AM playing three different starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha- I think ha- he's a good coach. Ha- and, and moved the football year. I thought second, third, most of the fourth quarter in Oxford, he ran circles around Pete Golding. It was impressive. Hmm. That was with Max Johnson, not with Connor Wigman. Then they had to go to the younger player after Max Johnson got hurt. With all these new teams coming in,
1: Texas, Oklahoma... I mean, it just becomes harder and harder for schools. Like, I hate to say this, Arkansas, Mississippi State, even to a certain extent, your ball club, even though you're pretty entrenched with a guy who's pretty mm -hmm. charismatic in Lane Kiffin, it
3: it certainly doesn't make it any easier. The high school football scene and the junior college football scene in in the state of Mississippi is so much better than in Arkansas. There's no junior college scene in Arkansas. But you also have Mississippi State right there. You have another SEC you know, peer group team right there with you. I think it is easier to recruit at Ole Miss. And who else thought that? Lane Kiffin. When he had either Arkansas or Ole Miss, he could take either one that year. Remember, four coaches hired that year. Sadly, the late Mike Leach hired at State, Eli Drinkwitz at Mizzou, Sam Pittman at Arkansas, and Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. We know who's won those four hirings. And I I believe from everything. So sad over Coach
1: Leach. Yeah. Everything I've heard, though, you know, Lane. I think always wanted to go to Ole Miss. He was using he was using Arkansas to get more money. He, Jimmy Sexton. <laughs> well, uh, well he, he knew the situation. Uh, uh, well, uh, Keith
3: Carter. He, he knew it very well because his brother Chris had been on staff there for the good for his years and and being on the Alabama staff in 14, 15, and sixteen. Ole Miss won two of those three and played a really close game in twenty sixteen, a, a game in the forties that Ole Miss barely lost. He thought it could be done at Ole Miss. He did not think it could be done at Arkansas. In this point about the Razorbacks can it be done five of the last seven years they've won four games or less their last really boastful shining moment was under Bobby Petrino in, in the 2011 season yeah. that's a long time that's a, it's forever that's light years in sports you know that
1: Yeah. no I, 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 I do alright it's all set up Saturday 1 o'clock Musa Cisse is now eligible. All these things are moving in Chris Beard's favor. The Tigers have to go to Oxford. Tigers have a chip on their shoulder. Didn't get into the top 25, but they got all week to work. They got a problem, though. They have not been good inside, and here's say to add to their woes with Sharp, the seven-five guy.
3: That's ten fouls, you can you can divvy
1: up. That 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 is correct, mm-hmm. and uh, you know neither of them are offensive juggernauts no. by any means. But it's Remember going to make Jordan Brown, Malcolm
3: Dandridge, Nicholas Jordan's job a lot harder with those guys. Remember when people locally recruiting experts here locally? That's not me and you. That thought Cissé was going to be one and done and someday might be a three-point shooter. You and approach. I did not think that. we did, We did. Dave, we did not. On and off the air, we did not. I watched him in that Lausanne State Championship game, and I saw him feasting against the opposition that the post player on those teams were 6-2 right. and from Maryville. Sorry, Maryville, shout out. but the, and, and, and the idiocy of the recruiting local analyst that thinks every player is going to be one and done for the Tigers. And it was, it was laughable then. And, and now he, you know, I think he can be a, a good workman-like player. But from a guy that was going to be one and done, and he's now at his third school. Well, when, when uh, he was at Memphis...
1: There's no doubt about his athleticism. The dude is got a body he can run and he can run Shot and, and he can jump. Okay? He his his limitations at least at that point, and I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't really seen him since his second year, which was at Oklahoma State. He he does not possess hands. He never possessed footwork. Honestly, um, and, and I'm sure that that has gotten better. And I would have to believe under the tutelage of Chris Beardier, he's probably gotten
3: a lot better at that too. I said with you and a basketball friend of ours suggested it to me that he should should have somebody should have taught him Kareem Skyhook five years ago. Yeah, and had five hundred of those a day and master that. Well we'll see what he what, it, what you can't can run do any offense way. through him no
1: no because it's he, just because his back. hands are bad and he 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 can't catch and i I don't know the, how many i I'm not sure I've seen him with a great pass if it were bowling it would
3: be a, a lot of spares Phew. um
1: don right, give give me your t- what do you think happens I,
3: Last night was the best Ole Miss played all year. I don't think that's a real reflection of how Brakefield they played. played like out of his. He averages five a game. What do you have? Twenty three. And you know, he hadn't been able to throw it in the ocean. He's pretty good off off the drive. But last night he was really good on, on, on the on the jump shot.
1: Murray was good
3: last night. Real good. There. And the building was real good. And Chris Beard's building something. And we 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 know we know he can coach. in, in I didn't think NC State was was that potent. Mm-hmm. No, well, they'd only lost one game coming mm-hmm. in, but.
1: Um, I, honestly, I haven't seen what that, that total schedule was like. I just I just know Ole Miss looked faster. They were much better shooters. And, and the building the was hot. It will thing. be Saturday. Here's the thing about Chris Beard. He, his teams defend. They play hard. I mean, they, they or shot, you don't well, play. They shot 12% threes. I think they were 5-for-23, 3-for-25, mm-hmm. or 3-for-23,
3: whatever it was last night. It was not a pretty sight. He, and Chris Beard does that, too. Did you watch any of the LSU-Syracuse game in the ACC-SEC Challenge? I watched about a minute of it. I know they lost by 23, LSU. Is it the most amazing thing of the year to watch Syracuse in man-to-man?
1: Oh, I know. It's crazy.
3: Well, I watched some of them in the—I've seen them a couple times It's now. blowing
0: my mind when well, I watch got, those game. Well, they games.
1: got killed in one game I yeah. watched, but, um, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a game on Saturday. I can't wait. I really cannot wait. Have fun. I'll I'll, I'll listen and watch, but I'm watching football Saturday. No attendance from me. I, I can't say that I— Uh, 16 weeks in a row. I'm ready to be home on the weekend.
1: There you go. Thank you much. We, as always, we truly appreciate it. And Brett brought to you by Conway. Conway Services. Heating, cooling, plumbing, electric, always to the rescue. If you've got any kind of problem, I'm serious, with heating, cooling, plumbing, and electric, remember the number, 384-3511. That's Conway. To the rescue. Back in just a minute to Baton Rouge we go. Another SEC historian. That would be the one and only Rod Higgins. He's next.
0: Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
3: It doesn't matter if you're at the lake, if you're hunting, fishing, playing golf, or just playing around, Scooters Plus can hook you up with the mobility that you need. Scooters Plus has the largest vehicle and parts inventory in the Mid-South and the best service department. You can choose from ATVs, UTVs, golf carts, motorcycles, dirt bikes, trikes, scooters, and even electric bikes. Come in today to start or wrap up your holiday shopping with 25% down on Christmas layaways. Scooters Plus, 3425 Summer Avenue. Call Sam at 458-8843 or go online to scootersplus.us.
0: Now, back to Wolo and friends on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM, presented by Homer Skelton Hyundai. Here once again is the voice of the Tigers, Dave Woloshin.
1: I always love chatting with my friend Ron Higgins down in Baton Rouge. Happy post-Thanksgiving, Ron. How are you? I'm good, Wolo. How you doing, man? Not bad. You're okay after that beating the LSU Tigers took at Syracuse last night?
4: I kind of get used to it by now. (laughs) (laughs) I've been used to it for like two years. So, no, no, I, I, you know, they're, they got better talent than last year. That doesn't mean much. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's, just, you know, actually, you think about how John Calipari was way ahead of everybody about having a new team every year.
1: Yeah.
4: And, uh, and now it's kind of like the norm, like, you know, uh, LSU has ten transfers. I know Memphis has a whole team mostly transfers. Yeah,
1: nine transfers. Just, uh,
4: uh, I mean, just flip more people on rosters than the NBA does. So I mean, the NBA they have more people back on their rosters than in colleges now. They because, do that they,
1: that they, they absolutely. So,
4: I mean, you know, it's just uh, anybody. It's, it's I think it's I think it's hard to win the national championship now because you may have. More talent, but it hasn't played together very long. And it's just like, how quickly can it come together, and when can it come together?
1: Well, with and COVID, so- too, you, you you also now have um, guys that are, that are older. and yeah. And I think this is a trend that will continue, because if you're a guy who is a really good college player, but not a first-round draft choice in the NBA. Maybe not even a second rounder. And your choices, like Alex Lomax, let's just say, uh, are the G League at thirty-eight to forty thousand dollars a year, or DeAndre Williams, the same thing. Where you, you, maybe you can go to Europe and, and uh, if you're lucky enough, move up the ladder, and make make a hundred thousand dollars or so. But if if you stay in college, you're going to get two hundred, two fifty, three hundred NIL. You're going to stick around now. Yeah. Yeah, you
4: are. Uh, and so, in that sense, you, you know, you you kind of get a, a finished player, almost finished player, and guys had a lot of games under his belt, which is a good deal. Uh, which is like when I, you know, I've been watching you know Memphis lately, and uh, you can tell they have older players. I mean, they don't make as many mistakes. They don't get rattled under pressure. They don't take a bunch of bad shots. Uh, you know, they they make an extra pass. It's things that you learn when you're in college for at least two or three years. You know, you, you do that, and they got a bunch of veteran guys. So, so I'm, 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 I'm hoping the the Tigers will make a little tournament run this year. And uh, I, mean, I mean, again, just good for penny. I hope all the veterans hold up.
1: He's got a heck of a game coming up on Saturday in Oxford. That's for sure. Because
4: that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna I'm watch that thing. I, I think that's before the SEC football championship game. So. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that. I mean, I watched Ole Miss last night play really, really well in the ACC-SEC challenge, and uh, they played Volcano State and Oxford just put, you know put it on them. So uh, it, it'll be it'll be a good game. I, it'll be a really, really good game.
1: That game that game, by the way, is at one o'clock Central Time, and then I think that the SEC Championship football game is, is beyond that. Probably when what, what is that? Three or four o'clock. Uh, I, think 3:30. I
4: think it's three thirty. I think it's three thirty. Okay, so
1: yeah. that's perfect timing. Tell tell me yeah. what you think happens in that game. You've seen Alabama, and you've seen Georgia.
4: I kind of agree with. I've always always had this theory, kind of a Saban theory. If you if you're lucky to win a game the week before, it means you're not playing very well. And I don't. I, I think I think Georgia wins this game. I, I think they win this game. I, they. have They've risen to the occasion over and over again this year. They played really well against the really good teams. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, last week they were just a typical Auburn Alabama impromptu, uh, you know, unbelievable finish. I uh, felt bad for Hugh Freeze. I mean, you have that many guys back there defending the ball. All you gotta do is turn your head and locate. Guy never turned. It was like watching LSU's pass defense this year. Never turn locate the ball. If you do that, you know. But you know, I mean, give give Alabama quarterback credit. He
1: threw a perfect pass. He did. Perfect. But perfect. but 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 I I really don't I, I don't necessarily fault the 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 guys that were in the end zone not looking up. I I I fault the decision to not rush the quarterback and to have a spy on him. He's not running thirty one yards. For goodness sake, I I don't understand. And this is for all these Hail Mary passes that are 45, 50, 60 yards where you got to throw the ball. So it takes time for the guys to get down the field to do that. It takes time for you to go back, get your feet set and then launch it forward. If you're being rushed, you can't get that pass off with any kind of accuracy or force. Why people the, I would rush 5. I would take everybody back. I'd have one linebacker in the middle and I'd rush 5 guys so he doesn't have time to set up. None of them do that. I'm sure they'll
4: look at that and review it and second guess themselves or, or whatever. Uh, but when you think you have I mean yeah, he had time to you know pick the guy out. I mean the may man, mouse freaking a story how they, they practiced that play in practice and how basically uh it's up to the quarterback to ultimately figure out, okay, this is a guy who I want to go to. This is my guy, I'm going to him. Uh and he like he again, he couldn't have thrown the pass any better. Not any better. I mean like I mean right in a little window in the corner, I mean, it was a great play. You gotta give it to him. But I, I just don't I just think George has really been really consistent and steady and now during the postseason, they'll, they'll turn up even more. Uh, I, think, I think Georgia's a better team. I mean, uh, it's funny. I mean, Georgia has never beaten Alabama in the SEC championship game. They've the national championship game, but never beaten the SEC championship game. So we'll see what happens.
1: Did the committee get it right last night in the second-to-last college football playoff, Paul? Yeah.
4: I mean, I, I, think, I think they're getting down to it. And, I man, I'm – I mean, the whole Florida State thing, that injury does affect that team. I mean, it's unfortunate for Florida. I mean, uh, you know, they're not as good without him. They can win, but in the end, are they one of the four best teams? You know, I mean, I hate to see a team penalized for injury, but the the whole thing is are they one of the best four teams at the end of the year? And while their record may say so, you also have to look at their chances in the playoffs when they get in it, and they want the four best teams, so that may that that may leave them out here. And, you know, there's gonna be look, there's gonna be uh, you know, there's like two or three one loss teams, the three or four of them that are pretty good that are going to get in. Well, I, I um, would
1: I would say this: if, if the the way the committee set it up last night, with Florida State at four, if they end up beating Florida and then Louisville in a championship game. There's no way you're not putting them in undefeated. I, I think any of the undefeateds that win their championships are all in. There's just no way around that, in my mind.
4: But, yeah, but there's, you know, there's it's just, that, I mean, that undefeated's left, so, you know. I mean, it, it could be really interesting if, you know, if Oregon beats Washington, if Alabama beats Georgia.
1: Well, the way <laughs> they set this up, if Oregon beats Washington, Oregon's in. They'll take that slot, in my estimation. Yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, so it just uh, uh, it could you know it could be a little chaos in the end. Most of the time it works out. Though. I, I would I mean, say
1: that that is the one that's the most questionable game right there. I think Florida State's going to beat uh, Louisville. I, I, I think Louisville's a good team, not a great team, and and Florida State's good enough with all the athletes they got to win that game. Even with the backup quarterback, they beat Florida that way. Um, I, I don't see how Michigan can lose. I think Georgia, as you just said, is, is just a better team than Alabama. There's not a great Alabama team. So the, 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 the closest game should be Washington and Oregon, which has the craziest line of all. I mean, that, that, they're minus nine against a team that they already lost to. Crazy. Wow.
4: Yeah. That, that, is, that is nuts. Uh, well, it's a good championship weekend. starts on Friday. I mean, that's, that's always good. Get Friday and Saturday games. So It'll it it'll, it'll be fun. Now, like I said, some games he just you know, I just I'm I'm just, you know, I don't like Gundy. I just have a strange feeling. Ooh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State could somehow screw with Texas. I just do. I, I don't know. I think this morning.
1: Well, that would help Alabama if Alabama were to win and Texas lost. Oh that, my that, god, that, yeah. that could get Alabama yeah. in. I mean, uh,
4: Texas has taken care of business all year. They really have. Yeah. Except for Oklahoma game.
1: I don't, I but, don't, I don't know if that would happen, but we shall see. Hey, the
4: Gummies ever won a, a, a league title? It's like last. Well,
1: not last question before I let you go. I love your take on Bobby Petrino back in Fayetteville.
4: Yeah, I understand he wanted a he wanted a motorcycle escort to his press conference. <laughs> uh, you know,
1: that,
4: that's. I mean, that seems like a little. I like a sign of desperation, like we better, wow. do,
1: something.
4: Yeah. We better do something now. Uh, and I saw Arkansas have redone their NIL organization, try to get more money uh, to players. Uh, it's, uh, it's hard to get football players to go to Arkansas. It's just, I mean, really good guys. Uh, it's a tough recruiting area. I mean, the state's not full of, Good football players, so they got to go to Oklahoma and Texas. And now, you know, they're surrounded by SEC schools, you know, Oklahoma and now Texas and A. M. So they're surrounded. So it's not a novelty to get in SEC. So it's hard, man. It's one of those SEC jobs that are that are hard. Like I always say, I like think for the past 55 or 60 years, basically the six same teams have won the SEC title. Uh, and that's it, nobody else. It's only going to get so,
1: worse with all those good teams coming in. Go Oklahoma and Texas. Woo, man. Oh,
4: yeah. It'll make, it, make it look, man. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to a 12-team playoff. I'm looking forward to uh, the change. It's good to have. It's been the same way for a long time. So change is all right.
1: Let's go with it. Amen. All right, my friend. Thank you so much. As always, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. We'll have a, a playoff all set up.
4: Take care while I was uh, see
1: you. You got it. That's our man. That is Ron Higgins down in Baton Rouge. He's brought to you by Grind City Brewing. They've been taking care of Beerness in Memphis for a long time now. You can absolutely go check it out. It's just north of downtown. you got a great view of the bridges, of the skyline. you got picnic tables with little tents out there, and then you've got this beautiful brewery inside. And the best part is the product there, like Poppy's Pills, the Pilsner, which is just what the doctor ordered. Sometimes you come across a beer so smooth and crushable it cures what ails you Take a couple of those. We guarantee you'll be calling for more. There's the pale ale. They call the god hopper that you'll love. There's the lager, the amber lager called Thaddeus. There's the if you like Blue Moon, the Belgian ale, wheat ale called Belga, that is outstanding. There's the craft malt liquor called Tiger Tail with a little bit more punch, a little bit more alcohol in it. Everybody loves that. It's not like your grandfather's malt liquor. I can promise you that. Go check it out. Grind City Brewing. Downtown, a true taste of Memphis. That'll do it for us on this Wednesday. Usual Culprits will be in tomorrow. That will be a lot of fun. We'll see you then. Johnny Radio is next. Have a great day, everybody.